Bodo, 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 Bodo. Hey everyone, thank you for listening. You can follow us on Instagram or Facebook at The Fabled Broadcast or on Twitter at The Fabled Tweets. If you want to be a guest on the podcast, email us at thefabledbroadcast at gmail.com. You can listen to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and TuneIn, or wherever podcasts are available. Yo, 54. 5 fo. We should have done this. We should have done a live one at 54th Street. Oh, yeah. Daniel works there. In Louisville? Mm-hmm. No he shit. He came into the store the other day, and he was wearing a shirt. I was like, I didn't know you worked there. He's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know how much. Oh, I shouldn't say that. I don't want to sabotage him. But, yeah, he's, I think he's looking for a... Uh, second job yeah or just a a bartending job that in more high uh, what's the word I'm looking for volume uh, yeah just higher class mm. like you know more expensive drinks more bigger tickets you know people oh, with more oh, money so he's a uh, he wants to be a mixologist yeah yeah make yeah like uh, dry ice drinks <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, you're still a fucking bartender. Yeah, right. You're not a mixologist. Yeah, like you you don't have a degree yeah. in making fucking cocktails. Yeah, no, I. Well, you're not I, a scientist. I went to bartending school when I first moved to Dallas, and they, uh, whenever we graduated, that's what they called us. Was were was mixologists. That's fucking retarded. Mm-hmm. You're a bartender. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, a bar. I didn't even have a job at that point, and it was just like. Yeah, you're a yeah. mixologist. I'm yeah, like, that no, sounds really fancy. Yeah, don't <laughs> jazz it up. I mean, I will say uh, with bartending school, you do learn a lot. Like, uh, well, it's I'm like sure a two weeks. It's like a two week course, and um, I mean, the first first day, first couple of days, you're just kind of learning about like uh, the jiggers and all the tools and stuff right. that you use, vocabulary, and yeah, and then tools. and then you start. They have all these bottles, like fake bottles that have fake liquor that are colored in them. Yeah. And you just make fake drinks pretty much. Yeah. Uh, like everything's fake in there except for the Irish cream. So that was like the only booze you actually drink in there. It's pretty much just flavored or it is just flavored water in all the bottles. But yeah, you kind of learn, you know, when to shake, when to stir, when to, you know, uh, use the strainer, all that, all that crazy stuff. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. There's an art form to cocktails. There's, There's a lot that goes into it and a lot that goes into flavor of things. That doesn't yeah. make you a fucking scientist of drinks. That's very true. Any yeah. anybody can do it. Like it's not. Well, yeah, the school is a two week course. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's it's not like a four year degree. That, yeah, that that's you're not. You don't have a PhD in pouring fucking beer. Yeah. All right, just make the drink and you serve. Go into debt, <laughs> like a student loan. <laughs> <laughs> So paying all these fucking student loans, paying off your student loans with these tips, four fifty an hour. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Jesus. 
pick up some more day bar shifts. Yeah. <laughs> Pay more yeah. per hour. Yeah. Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. And I'm not knocking bartenders. I just, I think it's dumb. You know, it's, well, it's like calling, um, like someone a technician. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, you're not a technician. Like, yeah. I mean, I feel silly even calling myself an audio engineer. Like, that seems like a way bigger title than what but, I'm actually doing. Yeah, but, like, you've got, like, uh, you've got the know-how to engineer audio. Yeah, that's true. You know, like, I, I mean, you're actually engineering something. Yeah, and, like, not, I wouldn't say, you could probably teach somebody how to do it, but not everybody's going to be able to do do it not they everybody's gonna have the ear for it yeah they that's, don't know what to listen that's the for. thing mm-hmm. anybody can mix shit together oh yeah and make something taste good you know, yeah you try the, it two times you know the, like, the thing sucks. is the difference is between like someone who's you know uh who calls himself a mixologist and is in like a high-end cocktail bar like is like and someone who's in a high volume bar yeah. is like how much you give a shit about the drinks yep you know, it's a difference between light beer and craft beer. Yeah. Well, and yeah, yeah, if you're, you know, mixologist, you know, you're probably taking two or three minutes to make a drink as opposed to. Right. Uh, cranking them out. And Coke. Yeah. Cranking yeah. them out. Uh, anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Anyways. Bartenders. So. This. Should we. Should we get into the album, or should we? Should I tell uh, you about Austin? Let's talk a little bit about yeah. Let's talk about your trip because you went to ACL last weekend. Well, no, <laughs> <laughs> I went to Austin and ACL yeah. was there. Yeah, uh, didn't make it to the to the concerts. Went and did a bunch of different things. Um, uh, Brittany um, was a badass and won an incentive, and we got you know our hotel hotel paid for. Yeah, um, and. But we couldn't get our parking paid for, which is mm-hmm. kind of is weird. Like, you know, they'll they'll dish out three hundred fifty dollars a night. Yeah, for tickets. The for, no for the hotel. Oh, that's the hotel. Oh wow. Uh, yeah, three hundred fifty dollars a night for the hotel. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'll spend a thousand dollars worth of day passes. Yeah. For ACL, but you can't give us fifty bucks a night for fucking valet parking, right? Which is the only thing the hotel offers. Like, you fucking kidding me? Like yeah. that. Uh, to me, that should have been included, but hey, I can't bitch too yeah, much. I, you know, it's pretty much a free trip. Yeah. that that was our biggest expense was the parking. No. So we went to uh, this place called the White Horse, which is like this place is awesome. Mm-hmm. If you walk into like an old like rundown like VFW, mm-hmm. this is what that place looked like. It it had the cinder block walls. It painted brown. It had uh, uh oh, wow. they still served uh pearl uh wow. beer had yeah. strohs signed all over the walls and lone star signs from like the 70s all over the walls like yeah. it was a dive bar and it yeah. was fucking awesome all the tables were wobbly the floors a little <laughs> bit sticky in certain parts yeah you know, it was so awesome like the ceiling tiles are stained oh dude they, were, <laughs> they weren't stained they they were painted and you never you didn't know if they were going to fall on you or not mm-hmm. like and it's it's awesome and the fact that it actually had the the acoustic ceiling tiles like a yeah. lot of places don't do that anymore. They do that spray foam on the yep. on the ceiling, um, but they did uh, two step lessons and then we danced 
for a while and then kind of roamed around. We went to a, uh, we went and had, um, uh, we ate at a place. I forgot what it was called, but it was, it's supposed to be like the best ramen in, uh, um, in Austin. So like mm-hmm. it's a ramen restaurant to one side and a Japanese restaurant to the other side. Yeah. I forget the, the ramen rest restaurant was, uh, C T Tao K or something like that. Yeah. And, but the place next to it was called, um, Domo. Oh, what was it? Domo Ali Gato. Domo Ali Gato. Yeah. Like, like thank Ali cat. Something like that. Like, but the, like, <laughs> instead of Domo Origato, yeah. it's Domo Aligato. <laughs> Weird. Yeah. Yeah, it was like a uh, like a <laughs> a Mexican trying to speak Japanese <laughs> yeah. or something. Yeah. I don't know. But I thought that was funny. I always um, think it's good with Asian food. It, that must be one of the funnest things about starting an Asian food restaurant is coming up with a clever name like... Uh, 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 walk and roll. Yeah. <laughs> there's there's a place called Fook You in Louisville. Yeah. P H U K Y U. Yeah. Fook You. Fook You. He's like, ah, oh, well, fuck you too. Yeah. I ain't going there. Yeah, fuck you, man. Yeah. Uh, so that was. That was Saturday? No, that was Friday. Mm-hmm. We drove down Friday. We did Friday. And then Saturday. Um, we went to, uh, this place, went to like this brunch place and me, I, I didn't fucking catch on cause we were talking about, uh, Philip and Ashley yeah. and she was like, uh, like the night before and she was like, yeah, you know, I, they live in South Austin. And I'm like, how do you know they live in South Austin? <laughs> She's like, oh, you, I think you said that at one point in time. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So we're headed, we're headed to this, um, brunch place yeah. and it's you know i don't know three miles away and we're on these little scooters these little uber scooters you can yeah. rent these little uber scooters and like they're, they're just like little razors. like yeah there's yeah. little like electric scooters yeah so we're zipping down the road she was going so slow i was like man just floor it let's do this <laughs> yeah it was so I'm like i was having a blast and she's freaking out the whole time yeah L- leave her to the handlebars let's go <laughs> let's go baby <laughs> uh, and uh so we get to this place and we we parked them kind of in a corner and then Philip and Ashley come around the corner and was like, hey, what Whoa. are you? He goes, hey, what are you guys doing here? I was like, oh, you guys, y'all are just here? Yeah. And he's like, oh, yeah, you know, I mean, we come to Phoebe's all the time. I was yeah. like, huh, what a crazy coincidence. Yeah. And then I stopped and I looked at all three of their faces I was, and I looked at Brittany. I was like, you set this up, didn't you? And he's like, yeah, she set this up. He goes, I've never been to Phoebe's. I don't eat, I don't eat this places like this. <laughs> I was like, Damn it. You got me. Yeah. That's really good. good. Yeah, that's pretty good. <clears throat> that is really good. And so we went and ate and uh, brunch with them and had a good time. And then uh, we went, let's see, Saturday. What do we do after that? Oh, uh, we went back to the hotel. Mm-hmm. And she didn't tell me anything we were doing. She just, she told me what to bring. And then she was like, yo, she's like, all right, well, you know, we need, we have to go do, do this one thing at this point in time and this at this point in time. I was like, all right. Yeah. So she started, um, she was like, and she told me we we're going to go swimming after that. We were, we were supposed to do this, um, twin falls. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, like it's a three mile hike up to the Twin Falls, and then you can swim and three three mile hike back. By the time we got to the uh, 
to the hotel. She kind of had herself talked out of the three mile hike. She's like, all right, well, this is what we we're going to do. But when we get to the top, like it might be dry. There might be water there, but yeah. it might be dry. Like, oh. Yeah. In Texas, you could never yeah. anticipate. Yeah. So she, she's like, so we're going to go do this other thing. I was like, should I take my bathing suit off or <laughs> she's yeah. like, no, no, no. We're going to go swim. Yeah. Like, All right. So we head out towards like Lake Travis and we're going down these windy roads and then she starts slowing down and I was like, oh, we must be here. Yeah. And then I see it. I see the sign. Hippie Hollow. Oh. I was like, are we seriously about to go to Hippie Hollow? She got a big old grin on her face. I was like, fuck yes. Yeah. Fuck yes. I'm going to go wave my dick around in the cool lake breeze. Yeah. <laughs> explain what that is. Oh, it's a nudist beach. Yeah. Uh, oh. It's a nude beach yeah. on uh, Lake Travis. <laughs> that's so crazy to me that that's total Austin like to have yeah. a nudist nudist beach in on a lake. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess there's no ocean. So. Well, you can you can <clears throat> um sunbathe topless all over Austin. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. To- I mean, yeah. You can, so hmm. fuck yeah, Austin. Yeah. Let Way them titties free. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, come on, get with the times, yeah. DFW. Yeah, right. Come on, it's we're it's about to be twenty twenty. All right. Yeah, we got a lot of beautiful women in DFW too, though. Oh god, I know. And a lot of great surgeons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let them puppies fly. So <laughs> let me see them sloppers. We uh so now it's a nudist beach. Yeah. And it's open to the public. Right. So it's exactly what you think it is. Yeah. Some middle-aged people. It's about 25% <laughs> decent looking people. Not yeah. hot. Decent, okay. too hot looking people. Yeah, yeah. And 75% creepy old dudes. <laughs> yeah. See? Yeah. The, uh, the nudist thing to me, I always knew it would be that. Like, uh, I've never been to a nudist colony or beach, but right. I would assume it would be heavily male. Yeah. Well, like, well, okay, so, I, I, I mean, okay, I... I'd say it's about 45% creepy old dude, um, 30% like couples and then like 25% just like singles. And that's, that's, you know, good looking guys and, and groups of women and whatnot. Yeah. It it was Austin. So, and it was ACL. So there were groups of women everywhere, like everywhere we went, there was at least one group of girls that had just gotten together for a girl's trip to ACL. Yeah. If you're a single dude, this is my advice to you. If you're a single dude, go to Austin during ACL. You don't even have to go to ACL. Yeah. Get yourself a nice hotel room, spend your money on that, and you will slay. Yeah. yeah. I'm just, I'm just heads up, man. <laughs> that's that's my advice to you because yeah. they were down there and they were all frisky. Um, yeah. So lit loose weekend, you know. It, it is, mm-hmm. man. It's a girl's trip, you know. And, yeah. you know, there's at least one or two girls that are looking to get the D. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm serious, you know. For sure, yeah. So we, anyway, we go down to Hippie Hollow. Yeah. And we're walking down. And, like, you walk down this trail. And this trail takes, like, a, like, takes a left. And it follows the, um, the shoreline. Yeah. And there are steps down to the uh uh to the the shoreline like yeah. there's about um five or six different stairways yeah so we go and um we start down uh this path and immediately there's just an overweight dude <laughs> with his hat sneakers and backpack on 
<laughs> no pants or shirt. Nothing else wow. on. I love yeah. how he had shoes on. That's great. Well, I mean, it's it's all rock. It's a, oh, it's okay. a rock beach, and this is and it's a paved path. <laughs> so he um, he just stops and he looks at us. And when I say he looks at us, he looked at Brittany. Yeah. And when he looked at Brittany, you could see the look on his face, like, man, I can't wait till they get situated. Right. Yeah. Maybe I'll hang out for a little longer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So we we start walking down. We get about we find the first set of stairs and we walk down and we just I mean we're looking around trying to survey the scene. Yeah. On one end there's uh probably about five or six boats tied up right off the shore and people are partying on the boats and yeah. then there's um a group of girls directly up from them all in their about their twenties you know and mm-hmm. then there's another group of girls probably late twenties early thirties uh, a little bit further up there's some couples sprinkled in. On that side, and then it kind of thins out a little bit, and then yeah. there's like there's some older couples and um, middle aged couples, and there's a couple guys here and there, mm-hmm. and so we're like, oh, okay, well, this isn't too bad. So we kind of walk down to the shoreline, and then we start walking down the shoreline to check everything out. And there's some, you know, there's like groups of people, little pockets of people here and there. We mm-hmm. go back up to the path, we walk around to the other end. And so we walked down to the other end, and that was the creepy side. Well, brutal. We like, but we're not naked yet. We're just, yeah. we're just we Trying haven't taken a close. Out. Yeah, we're just looking around. Yeah. So <clears throat> we go down to the shoreline, and like at the very end, there's um, like it's like a handicap ramp, like where it zigs and zags. Mm-hmm. And on one of the zigs, like there's just like an old dude sitting there, just leaning on the rail, just looking at everybody that walks up, and like. You could hear him breathing. Like uh, it was like uh, <laughs> it's like one of those. And yeah. dude, like he's just there, just proud of his little pecker and his big yeah. old balls and like but when I say big old balls, like like elephantitis, man. Like it was like oh. it was like, dude, you should get that checked out. Like yeah. it, I mean, you know. Were so, they long? No. Just, swollen like a <laughs> oh, like like an engorged like nutsack. Like his balls had gout. Yes. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> and like, you don't want to look, but like, I mean, it's there. So you yeah. do. Yeah. It's like a yeah. medical thing. You're like, yeah. Oh, you're like, oh. I can't take my eyes off. Like, here. all right, well, we're going to walk over here. Yeah. So <laughs> we, we zigged and zagged and walked down the shoreline and she starts putting like her shit down and whatnot. She goes, okay. And, and I stopped for a second and I said, we're not stopping here. She's like, what, what do you mean? I said, cause this is definitely the creepy side of the beach she's yeah. like what and she looked up 10 seconds later she's like yeah you're right <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we we literally you can feel it picked our shit up walked yeah. straight back and all the way about three quarters of the way up to the other side yeah. you know not quite to the boats and the the groups of girls but like you know mixed ourselves in with the couples right mm-hmm. one dude that was on the beach like literally watched us Walked down straight to the beach, didn't even hide it, just staring right at us and um, saw her, you know, start to get, you know, stuff down, put her stuff down and whatnot. And then watched us pick everything back up and walk back over. He literally followed us from that side all the way over, you know, and it's a nude beach. You have to expect these kind of things. Right. Like guys, they also might have been looking at you because you still had your clothes on. Like, what the hell are y'all doing here? 
No, like it, it's clothing optional. Oh, okay. It's, it's like you don't have to have, you don't have to get naked. Yeah. It's clothing optional. Like there were people out there that still had their clothes on. They're just hanging out, you know? Wow. That'd be. <sighs> the majority of people were either like topless or, or naked. Yeah. So we got situated and like, <laughs> and sh- we found our spot and as soon as, you know, I could, I fucking dropped trout. <laughs> Fuck yes. <laughs> Let it out. Yeah, okay. Let the beast free. My freak flag fly. Dude, I was so scared my balls were going to get sunburned. Like, I. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't even think about that. I, uh, dude, I. Never seen the light of day. Lathered. I know. <laughs> no, they have. They have. Just yeah. not that much. Right. Uh, I, I lathered up. And, like, when I take my shorts off, like, it looks like I'm wearing just like a white pair of shorts. <laughs> yeah, me too. So. <laughs> I got the bike rider tail. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I, man, I, I soaked myself in, uh, uh, sunscreen and Brittany's just laughing at me. I was like, you're laughing now, but you're the one that, that has to hear me bitch. And she's like, you want me to get your ass? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. That so, would hurt. Getting burned on the ass. <clears throat> yeah. Trying to sit down and shit. Oh. So we get, we get all situated. Then we see that dude come walking over and get situated literally right behind us. Right wow. fucking behind us. Yeah. And like the creepy guys, like everyone just kind of ignored them. Right. You know, because you, you got to expect that kind of shit. Yeah. But like they would. They would act like they had something to do, so they'd have to walk from one side to the other. Yeah. And then they'd have to walk right back. Yeah. And um, and most of these guys are old and overweight. And yeah. there was uh, there was. So we we swam out, you know, and hung out in the water for a little bit. And Brittany's like, "All right, I'm gonna go sunbathe." She just all she did was take her top off. She says, "All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna sunbathe." I was like, "All right, well, I'm gonna swim out to the buoy and back. Just go for a little swim." It was awesome. Felt yeah. great on my balls. I bet. And dude, just the the cool water just running yeah. over my jibblies was awesome. Did the uh, did any fish think that you were like a uh, a jig bait? Fuck no. <laughs> They, they, they're a like, damn yeah. look at that eel yeah, dang, it's a, it's a, <laughs> a spinner you got a nice top water spinner on him yeah uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, is that steak bait you're yeah. using yeah uh, it's a popping lure yeah popping lure <laughs> chartreuse yeah uh, is that guy that guy got an eel yeah. oh that's what you should scissor do scissor hole get a tattoo your dick like a lure next time <laughs> you hungry baby yeah we'll go get us some food yeah no so, big uh, minnow so i swam out and as i was swimming back like there there was one other fit guy out there you could tell he was a runner or you know yeah, he's like gaunt like all stringy like uh well like skinny could, and you could tell that well it, i mean he was like he had a six pack and he was real skinny mm-hmm. but like like he wasn't he wasn't like a distance runner, but you could yeah. tell that he did a lot of cardio, but he didn't lift weights. Yeah. And um literally as as soon as she got back and got situated, um, like I swam out and as soon as I turn around, like I see him now when she's laying down, like her yeah. feet are literally in the water. Yeah. And or her head's back, and then there's like a little ledge and then we put our stuff on it, right? Yeah. So she's literally laying almost in the water. Yeah. And there's nowhere else around her except for on the ledge to walk. Yeah. Well, this guy 
went out of his way to wait for me to to swim off yeah. when she was by herself and walk down by her. Yeah. And it was, God, it was so fucking funny <laughs> because like it's a, he's being creepy and he's trying to be nonchalant about it. Yeah. But he's not. It's but he's painfully also naked obvious. Too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, like he saw, like you could tell because when we got down there, like he saw me, you could tell he was sizing me up. Yeah. You know, he's and, the fit dude. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. You're encroaching on his territory. Yeah. And he's like, oh, no, I'm, uh, I'm supposed to, I'm the hottest guy out here. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's why you're by yourself. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Boom, uh, roasted. Yeah. 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 Good, good <laughs> for you, buddy. Got him. Nice six pack. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh so he he walked right by her and he stopped and he turned around and he stood there for like ten seconds just staring at her. Man. Just staring at her. And when he walked by, she heard she said she heard someone walk by, but didn't really yeah, she's like thought they walked on and then she was like, I could just feel him there. So she said she popped her head up and just looked at him and just goes, ugh. <laughs> nice. That is a and great then, reaction. And then, and then he turned around and walked off. Yeah. And, he, and like, I, I saw this and I'm in the water just laughing. Yeah. Because <laughs> the thing about Brittany is like she was a bartender for many, many years mm-hmm. and got hit on by guys for many, many years. Like yeah. she will tear a dude apart. Yeah. Well, and she worked at some bars where you know, you, you weren't wearing a lot of clothes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, so it was like, absolutely. It almost invited the, uh, hitting on. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, well she knew how to work it too. It, it anyway, like, well, even when like when she would go out and like we would go out for drinks or whatever and I would walk away, you know, use the bathroom, mm. get us drinks or whatever. Literally as soon as I walk away, like a dude would come up yeah. and, uh, start talking to her. And just to hear her like tear people apart was just so fucking awesome, mm-hmm. especially dudes, because she goes straight for the ego, straight for the ego. Oh yeah, it was. <laughs> That's a good technique. <clears throat> the the uh, uh okay funny story we were we were out for drinks and they had one of those uh, things where like the punching bag comes down and, yeah. and like she hits it mm-hmm. or, and you hit it and you know it gives you a number and some you know bro dudes were over there doing that mm-hmm. and they they kind of moved off and she's like I want to go do that I was like fuck it let's go yeah so we go over fun. The, yeah I go do it and then uh, and then I forget what my shirt said but like. It said we'll say it said rogue yeah. uh and one of the guys was like starting to talk shit and he's like oh rogue let's see what you got let's see what you got yeah and i and i turned to him and she just she just goes it's all right don't worry about him I'm like all right so i hit i i hit it mm-hmm. and then she hit it mm-hmm. and she got more than half of the dudes yeah. and she turned to him she's like oh i got a big dick too yeah. oh look at me i got a big old dick i got a big old dick my dick is so big yeah <laughs> Nice. And half the guy, what the, like, I guess the alpha of the group, you know, tried to like stand up and whatnot. And she's yeah. like, oh no, sit down. You got the smallest dick. Yeah. Yeah. And for then, sure. And then walked off and they wanted to say something. I just looked at him and just started laughing. Yeah. <laughs> and so instead of talking shit to her, they started talking shit to me. Yeah. And I, I was like, okay, yeah, that's why I'm walking away with the yeah, chick. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you're still sitting there. Yeah. With all your buddies. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. You're going to freaking pass the bread later exactly exactly you, you know what i'm gonna go home and do yeah it's not sit and drink with my roommate yeah 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 <laughs> totally and uh anyway so uh 
you know, I get out of the water and we're laying there. We're just bullshit and hanging mm-hmm. out and like just random guys just walk by and like she'll hear someone walking. So she'll get curious and like sit up and like look and yeah. it's never worth it. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I doubt it. I yeah. don't. I just stopped looking. Yeah. I just started like I, I knew where the, the chick groups were. So I was like, I'll just I'll, I'll focus my attention that way yeah. <laughs> on you in that way. Right. Yeah. And uh, so. <laughs> So, uh, anytime she would look up, she'd be like, oh, oh, yeah. Oh, oh. yeah. Like, and, uh, <laughs> like every time a guy walks up, oh God. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was just, well, so- I thought I smelled ham. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you sure did, baby. Yeah. I got, I got 40 pounds of ham. Yeah. Die. Well, it was, uh, it was just funny. Cause like, so we're laying there. And this dude, I don't know what he was thinking, mm-hmm. but he comes walking back up the same way and stopped. The runner guy? At the, yeah, at the yeah. same spot. Mm-hmm. And like I like I catch him out of my peripheral walking up. I was like, this motherfucker's not he's not. He and he literally stopped, was just like looking at me. So I sit up and I just look back. <laughs> And she gave him the same response, <laughs> and he walked off again. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. And what's so great is like when a hot chick does that to you. Yeah, it, dude, it, you, it oh, hurts. Yeah, real bad. Mm-hmm. Especially if you think you're hot shit. Yeah, yeah. Like you've been working out to go to that beach. Yeah, because like he, <laughs> he was he was out there like strutting around and whatnot. Yeah. And like, I show there's a lot of that. Like oh, the, yeah. The strut. Yeah, the peacocking. That's exactly what she called it. She's like, oh, yeah, he's totally peacocking. Yeah. All these guys are out here peacocking when they really don't have any <clears throat> big feathers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I was just, it, it was so, it, it was hilarious. I had a blast. I got to run around naked and, yeah. you know, <laughs> hang out with my girlfriend. And before we, before we left, um, there was a gay couple that ended up over bias mm-hmm. and uh, um, she had mentioned she wanted to take a picture. We're packing things up. I was like, you still want to get a picture? Mm-hmm. You know, she's like, yeah. And I was, I was turning to the gay couple cause I was like, well, these guys, they were actually already out there like yeah. photographers and you know, with their cameras like, Oh, this is good lighting and whatnot. I was like, yeah, Dude, yeah. You're, just take the fucking picture. The golden hour. Yeah. And uh, I turned to him and, and one of the guys goes, you guys want a picture? Like, yep. Yeah. So we had nice. like, we had like a little photo shoot out yeah. there, you know, and it, it was really funny. I made her send me the pictures. Like I, I got to work on Tuesday. I was like, Hey, send me those pictures. Yeah. She's like, who are you showing? I was like, maybe everyone, maybe no one. <laughs> yeah. I might put it on Facebook. I might not. It It's yeah. honestly been really hard not to post those. <laughs> Cause like in some of them, like yeah. it's just my ass showing, yeah. you know, I mean, that's been on, that's that's been on Instagram before. Yeah, no, that's nothing special. <laughs> yeah. So Is anyway, yeah, uh, was the gay couple uh, redhead and a Mexican dude? No. Oh, that would have been fucking crazy. Why? You know, uh, a gay couple that's a redhead and a Mexican. Yeah, dude? one of my good friends from high school. Um, he just got married uh, a month or two ago, and they live down in Austin, and they're photographers. So. That would have been fucking crazy. <laughs> that would have been crazy. That would have been crazy. Ass wow. World, yeah. yeah. Wow. <clears throat> so, um, 
we uh, uh we were kind of running short on time so we we started packing up and um getting all our shit together and we're we're walking out and like when you first walk down there's a bathroom and yeah. then uh i thought it had showers mm-hmm. so i was like oh shit let's go over there so you know we walked over there uh, i was like i'm going to shower off and then i'm going to get dressed uh but there were no showers there so i was like well fuck so went use the bathroom then started getting dressed and as we're walking up to it, there was a dude that was like just blatantly wearing a cock ring. Like, why? Isn't that? Uh, that's a sexual thing. Yeah, like, that's what, what I was you, about to say. I don't like, know no one's out here fucking, rings, but man. I knew it was like a. That's like the ultimate like a pleasure thing. Yeah. For well, the woman. like, it's supposed to, you know, it helps your dick engorge, right? Yeah. You know, pops veins out and shit. Like, like yeah. it's, it's, it helps you keep an erection, right? Yeah. And say so, it, like it, a tourniquet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it restricts blood flow so your yeah. dick stays hard, right? Yeah, yeah. But he wasn't hard. He just like just weird. Where did the fuck, dude? Yeah. He didn't even look at me. He just kept going. I was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what I'm then I turned the corner. Then I turned the corner. Mm-hmm. And there's a guy just sitting there on his phone, and he's got a cage on his dick. A cage? A cage. Like like a, uh, you know how girls have chastity belts? Yeah. Same thing, but for a dick. Whoa. Was it like metal? Yes. Like like a chicken wire? <laughs> <laughs> it was like, and he was standing right in front of the bathroom, like just playing on his phone. It's like, why yeah. are you sitting in the most like popular place with the oh you just want to show off your dick cage yeah i guess that's that's only going to draw more attention to your dick you know it's, yeah but like it's a um it's like a a submissive kind of thing like a master submissive kind of thing like yeah. a slave kind of thing so you can't or dominant submissive. exactly it's yeah. like listen that's mine and you can't touch it until i i unlock it uh oh. like a like a, a cuckold kind of thing too yeah you know that and but he was just sitting there playing on his phone in his dick cage. <laughs> like, what are you? What the fuck? That's so crazy. But at, like out there? Yeah. Like, that's a bit much for out there. Like, was there a woman with him? No. See, that's weird, too. It's like now she's not around. Take the cage off. Now, it could have been like his dominant was like, like he didn't do something that master said. So it's like, put your dick cage on. And <laughs> like I'm going to put this on you. You can't take it off until I say, yeah, hey, hey, but you have to go out to hippie hollow. Yeah. You have to go embarrass yourself. It it could have been something yeah. like that, yeah. you know, which like Some he wasn't like talking that. to anybody like he, you know, like whatever. He might've been just texting her. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. It, yeah. Just that I did not expect to see. Hell yeah. no. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't freaked out by it. It just yeah. like, you know, like very little freaks me out because, like, I mean, people are freaky as fuck, dude. Yeah, freaky as fuck. The worst and gross and nastiest thing that you can think of, someone's already done it. Well, and we grew you up know? with uh, real sex on HBO. Oh yeah, which was you know it was yeah. it was that kind of stuff where oh, it yeah. showed like people doing weird things sexually, like yeah, dressing like horses. Yeah, um, prancing around. Yeah, like covering each other in paint and yeah. you know, fucking with paint all over you. We call it splashing. Yeah, yeah. I remember that episode. That that oh, Peter Jackson looking motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, it's it's. We don't have sex. We just splash it on ourselves. We call it splashing. It's splashing. Splash. 
We just yeah. blow shit. Don't, don't jazz it up. You're just covering yourself with paint and getting naked. Yeah, exactly. You're just trying to make your bare skin look better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not working. Or artists. <laughs> like, no, oh, you're okay. just naked. Yeah. Nah, you're just a freak, and that's yeah. okay. No, you just, yeah, wasted a bunch of green paint on yeah. you. Dangling. Yeah. <laughs> but it was, anyway, hip, hip, all in all, Hippie Hollow was awesome. Yeah. And I will say this. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I've i gotten the best compliment after that. Yeah. Like, we got back to the hotel, and we're getting cleaned up for dinner. And, and she goes, you know what? Like, I just want you to know I appreciate your cock so much more <laughs> after going out there and seeing all those tiny little things. Yeah. And, you, you know, and just they were nasty and small and gross and hairy. And yeah. I was just not into that whatsoever. I was like, yeah, eh, me either. But, you know, <laughs> uh, we got to run around naked. Yeah. She's like, yeah, yeah. She's I just appreciate your cock so much more. <laughs> so relationship advice from Blake. Yeah. If you ever ever want your wife to or girlfriend to appreciate you more. Yeah. Take her out to a new beach. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let let her see what else is really out there. Well, you got to have a nice piece on you. That that would help. It doesn't have to be that nice. <laughs> Trust I was saying, me. I was saying like if you're if you just blend into all the other <laughs> like she, Yeah, you, you got you got to know you're a step yeah, above. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you got to yeah. have some Big dick energy, you know. Yeah, but like mine, mine's not like huge. Like yeah. you know, I'm average. Like, yeah. it, it, but she was just like, I just appreciate it so much more. Like, oh yeah, show me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, prove it, liar. So that's that's relationship advice from the Blakester. Like you, you want your wife, girlfriend to appreciate you more. Yeah, take her out there. That is good advice. So, like, it, let her make the comparison. Yeah, yeah. Even if it's not even dicks, just. uh body types and oh, the absolutely. way people take care of themselves, you know? Oh, absolutely. And it goes the other way too, you know, mm-hmm. uh, women like, I mean, you, I appreciate her more too. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there were some really good looking women out there, but super good looking women don't go out there and get naked. Right. Uh, because of the creepers. You yeah. Know? I can uh, imagine. Be, yeah. If there was like a way to, uh, filter all the single guys out then it it'd be a different story but yeah. there's not it's open to the public so yeah you know you get dick cages and yeah and like rings. banning people from it is like the exact opposite of what it's probably about what they're going yeah. for him <clears throat> especially in austin you know it's all inclusive yeah yeah i mean and that's and that's fine and like there were liberal there were some uh younger single girls that were just out there by themselves too you know they're just that's ballsy it was. Yeah. But, like, they didn't venture too far away from, like, us or the couple's bias. Yeah. You know, they, they were definitely in the couple's section. Yeah. Like, know. strength and numbers, kind of. Like exactly. If, exactly. If somebody's going to come fuck with me, all you people, yeah. hopefully, well, will stick up for me. The the creepy side, like, migrated our way and started running people off, honestly. Like, a, like there was, like, a group of... Um, like five girls that were maybe 20 feet down from us and about a yeah. hundred feet down from us, there was a group of like eight or 10, like, like I said, twenties, really good looking. And the creepy guys just started coming down and, and the, I, I guess they figured out they could move like, you know, it's not like assigned seating out there. Yeah. And the, uh, the girls were just like, yeah, no, 
Yeah. It's like, dude. Are there chairs and stuff set up? Is nope. It... You got to bring your own. Okay. So it's just like a shoreline with a sand on it pretty much? Or is it It's, it's rocks. Rock? It's all rocks. And you got to wear, um, you got to be careful because they have the zebra mussels out there. They're literally about the size of your fingernail. Yeah. They get, the biggest they get is about the size of your thumbnail. And uh, but there's a bunch of them under the rocks, and I cut my toe on one. Like, oh wow! Yeah, it's pretty bad. Like the shells are. Yeah, shit, you know, um, yeah. So I, but you know, I recommend it to everybody. It was a, it was a fun experience. You yeah. know, you go out there with your friends if you're close and comfortable. If not, go out there by yourself. It would be just a yeah. good time. Just, I mean, probably don't want to go out there with a giant group of dudes because, um, yeah. No, that's that's not. I mean, you could if you, you could, want, you know, yeah. whatever. Uh, but you, uh, man, you don't want to tip the scales too much that way. Oh yeah, because no, I totally understand. Yeah, you know, you will you scare the women away. Exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> exactly. So anyway, like, who is this group of um, strapping young lads? Yeah, I'm getting the fuck out of here. Yeah. <laughs> There's they fi- look eager. There's 15 of them yeah. and three of us. Yeah. We should go. Yeah. 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 <laughs> they look eager. <laughs> uh, but, you know, hey, and the thing is, like, I don't know. I like, I don't know. People go out there, guys go out there and they're creepy, but like, mm-hmm. Really, if you just kind of ignore them and, you know, you know, they're going to look. And if they get too close, you you can say, hey, man, I'd appreciate it if you back would back off. Yeah, yeah. You know, most of the time, the creepy guys, if if you confront them, yeah. like they'll they'll get defensive, but they'll back off. Yeah. Um, yeah. And heaven forbid that guy talk to Brittany. Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't even <laughs> say anything. Yeah. <laughs> just listen to her. Just rip him the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, she and I were joking about it afterwards. I was like, "What if it was like a, like an indecent proposal kind of thing?" Yeah. What if like he was like a billionaire and he was in, you know, he came up to us and asked me. He's like, "Hey man, I'll give I'll give you a million dollars to you know sleep with your girl." And my response would be like, "Well, I mean, that's kind of up to her." <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Does she have a say? Because yeah. Because if not, I'm down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if it's up to me. And and, yeah. and and she was like, no, I wouldn't fucking do that. I wouldn't fucking do that at all. But like, well, what if he was like, hey, I'll give you a million dollars to sleep with you. And uh, Brittany, you said no. And he was like, no, I'm not talking to you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Her response would have been like, yeah. so. Don't flatter yourself. I want him. Yeah. yeah. I want. Uh, yeah. I want, I want the hook. <laughs> yeah. Come here, white shorts. Yeah. Uh, she'd be like, oh, yeah, go, you go right ahead. <laughs> white shorts. <laughs> I want the dude with biker short. Oh, I'll take that yeah. guy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, those are his legs. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. That's fine. You know what white shorts means. <laughs> I, think you, I think you're the butt stuff, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Sir, I'm not wearing any shorts. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. (laughs) Better for me. (laughs) Oh, man, your shorts are skin tight. They're like they're painted on. A million dollars is a lot of money. Fuck yeah. If it's tax-free. Dude, you could... Just a briefcase full of cash. You could pay for therapy. Oh, yeah. If you need it. (laughs) 
<laughs> That's he, might, fair. He, he might be great. He might be a great lover. Yeah. You never know. You, you, <laughs> he might move to Austin. Yeah. <laughs> Give me a sugar daddy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like, like once a month you just get a briefcase full of cash. And just go do what he tells you for a week, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. A night, a night. Yeah. I, I couldn't take a week. Yeah, a week would be brutal. I need a week to psych myself up. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> I gotta wear this stupid fucking mask again. Yeah. I don't know why he loves Richard Nixon so goddamn <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> obsessed with clowns. Oh. I fucking hate the thing getting this suit dry clean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, gotta go buy more of white face paint. That's funny. No, I'm not gonna fuck you. No, I'm not talking about you. Oh, yeah, go yeah, right ahead. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Are you down? Okay. That, that'd totally be her response. Like, yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. Oh, I don't know. We're gonna have fun this weekend. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's like so. Are, her her <laughs> next thing would be: Are you paying up front? Yeah, or yeah, yeah. are you giving me the money first to hold? Right. Then, <laughs> uh, no, bitch. Yeah, I got to see the cash. Yeah. Yeah. At least half up front, for sure. Yeah. Half of a million is still totally worth it, I think. Yeah. <laughs> for one night of discomfort. And I wouldn't I wouldn't go into his uh, hotel room by myself. I'd make her fucking watch. <laughs> yeah. You, no, you sit right there. Yeah, yeah. Don't even touch yourself. You didn't stick up for me. <laughs> yeah. Eye contact with me the whole time. Yeah. Yeah, we're flipping this cuckold situation around it. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Uh, what are they called? Cut queen? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess it's a brand new category. <clears throat> <laughs> and she would have been she would have been like, sure, yeah, yeah, I'll sit right over in the corner and count all that money. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. I'll be done counting by all the right, time. Let's, let's talk about this album already. <laughs> Jesus. Awesome. All right, well, I think last episode we said we were going to, at the request of one of our listeners, uh, a very loyal listener, shares my same last name, uh, was there the day He's I was He's got born. your same first name, too. That, that's true, yeah. We share the exact same name. And the same middle I'm name, yeah. Actually, a junior, yeah. Uh, JR over uh, When we threw out the request for albums to review, this is one that he requested. Uh, which is really cool because this was an album that I, I grew up with. Um, I think he had it on vinyl at some point. Uh, whenever he had a nice stereo setup, um, that that real to real came out of. Yeah. Um, this was one of the albums that we listened to all the time that we we would just put on and listen to. <clears throat> and uh, it's a great fucking album. It's a great fucking band. Uh, so without further ado, let me play this song off of here. I'm sorry, I keep burping into the mic. It's, it's these claws, it's okay, dude. dude. Yeah, no laws. <clears throat> I might need to go grab the old, uh, black cherry yeah. out of the fridge. <clears throat> um, but yeah, so this is, uh, the album is live at the Fillmore East. It was recorded in 1971 by the great Tom Dowd. Did you ever see that movie, The Language of Music? Do you remember Ryan Miller, the guy that recorded Ever and Lies? Mm -hmm. He let he let me borrow that DVD. The and language of music that sounds familiar. <clears throat> it's a great documentary if you ever if you ever want to watch it. It's called The Language of Music. It's uh it's about a a really famous producer that uh had like Ray Charles, Aretha Franklin, All My Brothers, guys like that. 
and um yeah he recorded this album and uh yeah it's a really cool documentary also because uh it's really crazy because at one point you see this little kid mm-hmm. like tom dot has a super nice house and you see this little kid in his living room fucking wailing on the guitar like killing it on the guitar playing yeah. these blues licks and it's like joe bonamassa or it is joe bonamassa it's not wow. like it it's him when he's like 11 just hanging out at Tom Dowd's house, playing all these badass guitars, but like slaying it, you know, Joe Bonamassa style, yeah, like, like at does. eleven. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's a really cool scene because you're just like, oh my god, that kid looks super familiar, and then you're like, holy shit, holy shit. When this movie was filmed, he was like eleven. So, uh, but yeah, so uh, it's the Almond Brothers live at the Fillmore East. It's a great fucking album, and this is one of their classic songs. Uh, started here. So it's a live recording. Oh yeah. So just some. Okay. Uh, so this album was actually recorded over the course of like two or three days. In New York. Oh, wow. I didn't realize so that. So they took, they did the same set uh, all all two or three nights, and then they just picked the best performances out of each one, oh, and then yeah. blended them all together, yeah, and edited the album together. And it's only seven songs. Yeah. It's still an like, hour and 15 minutes. Yes, it's still like an hour and yeah. 15 minutes. Well, they, they jam the fuck out on Whipping Post. It's like a 23-minute version of Whipping Post. Dude, they jam the fuck out on everything yeah. on here. Like, they, I think... The, uh, uh, the It's like seven minutes is the shortest song, something like that. Yeah. Well, this one, because uh, it was like their single sort of at yeah. the time. This one, uh, this one's like four and a half. They don't jam a lot on this one. I, they changed the solo oh, okay, from the okay. album version, but so it's kind of jamming. But uh, but yeah, some of the other songs, like there's a song that was composed by Dickie Betts, like one of the guitar players, the guy that didn't play the slide. Um, and it's just fucking beautiful song uh we'll have to play that one it's um, in the order i've been listening to them that's the first song but that's not the first song i think this is the first song on the actual album but uh but yeah it's dude it's killer man it, it's insane man like because mm-hmm. just the organ they're it's a they're playing a hammond yeah right? yeah it and that's sounds Greg Allman, so awesome. Yeah. yeah, it sounds so awesome. And yeah, it, it like it's so powerful in certain parts too. Like yeah, like right now on this song, it's just kind of like the backup sort of like bed underneath everything. Uh, but there's certain songs where it's just like where the where the organs in the front, and it adds like so much fucking power to what yeah. they're doing. It's crazy. Yeah, it's it's amazing. Yeah, they had two drummers on this. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. You can, uh, Butch Trucks was can, uh, Derek Trucks's dad. You know, Derek Trucks. The uh, Derek Trucks was he's he's like our age, uh, but uh, he kind of took over Dwayne Allman's spot whenever he was old enough to tour with him. Oh, he was wow. like 15. Oh wow! Playing all the Dwayne Allman's licks. And now uh, Derek Derek Trucks is like his own thing now. Like he has the uh, Trucks uh, Tedeschi or Tedeschi band or something like that. Huh. Uh, his wife's the singer, and they just play like it's very Blues. similar to yeah. Almond Brothers. Yeah. yeah. But her voice is amazing. Very nice. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, you can you can hear the two drummers. They have a drum solo. Mm-hmm. It's not, I guess it's a duet, the drum duet that they yeah. do uh, on this. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, one thing that's awesome, too, is during the weekend that they recorded this album, Derek and the Dominoes were recording Layla no in New York also. No so shit. what Dwayne Allman was doing was performing these shows, uh-huh. leaving, going to the studio, and recording his slide parts on Layla. It's insane. So, like, those two classic albums yeah. literally came from the same weekend in yeah. New York City. <clears throat> yeah. Like, probably, you know, however many blocks down the road. Yeah. It's awesome. That's insane. That's, yeah. that, that is awesome. That is very awesome, the way that all worked out. But you can, you know, that makes sense that it's over, like, three days now because as the album progresses, like... His his voice deteriorates oh, yeah, a little bit. Totally. You know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And you can tell there's two drummers too because there's a there's a constant wash of cymbals. Yeah. There's not there's no distinction. Mm-hmm. You know, like you just have like a constant like Yeah, like somebody's always on the hat, somebody's always on the ride. Well, at some well point, like yeah. you don't hear the actual like attack and mm-hmm. like hit. You just like you'll hear like like you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Um especially when they start crashing a lot and uh, mm-hmm. it's just there's just like that white noise kind of wash of cymbals. It I mean it sounds pretty cool. Yeah. Um it, it really fits the music. Yeah, they were I mean if you you know them and uh the Grateful Dead, you know, it's probably like the first two real jam bands, you know. Oh yeah. But the Grateful yeah. Dead did it in like a kind of folky sort of way. Yeah. Whereas the Alma Brothers just fucking ripped. It was, yeah, it was like it was fucking Southern rock, but they yeah. they could all play like a motherfucker. And Greg Almond's voice is fucking incredible. Uh, I think this is that Dickie Betts song. I think it's called In Memory of Elizabeth Reed. I saw Dickie Betts wrote for my yep. This is like classic Allman Brothers, like instrumental. I don't even think there's any lyrics on this one. This um, is what started, uh, like when I listened to it earlier, this is the one that started it. Yeah, that's a, yeah. Yeah, I don't know what order. Um, There there might be multiple versions. Yeah, there might be. Mm -hmm. Well, because I know whenever, um, like whenever DVDs started becoming a thing, yeah. Like one thing that they were doing was mixing, remixing albums in five oh, one. Yeah. yeah. But since it took up so much space, you couldn't fit it on Don't a CD. Digital. Yeah, yeah. So they had to put them on DVDs. So you had to play. I think I still have this actually, but it's the DVD five point one mix of this album. Oh wow! Uh, and it's uh, that's again, you know, it's like you know the this album I grew up with. You know, it's. Whenever DVDs became a thing, that like my dad instantly bought that mix and was just right. like, "Check this out!" And I was like, mm-hmm. "Oh, yeah, oh. <laughs> yeah." But that's so good, man. They're they're such a great band. They really are. They're man. a big band too, like seven, eight members, ten sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Two drummers, probably two keyboardists, two mm-hmm. or three guitars. Yeah, there's a bass in there. Bass in there. They'd have backup singers a lot of times. They would have yeah. horn players sometimes. And, uh, 
dual guitars right there. Mm-hmm. What's so badass about the Allman Brothers, too, is like Dwayne Allman is on the slide. Not all the time, but like right. 90% of the time. And then Dickie Betts is just playing without a slide. But they do all that dual stuff. Yeah. And it always sounds... You can hear the two distinct guitars in there because yeah. one is, you know... Uh, Sliding to the notes, whereas the other one is like individually picking everything. Uh-huh. Dickie Betts was a badass too, man. Like he didn't get a lot of credit because you know Dwayne Allman was so awesome, and Greg Allman was you know like dated Cher and was great. You know, he had a great voice, uh, yeah, great organ player. But Dickie Betts is kind of like the uh, sort of underrated member of that band or this band. Yeah, because like he he wrote this song or arranged it, you know. Yeah, yeah. That organ in there, little tempo change. They're all they're all playing that little lick. See, it's super proggy too. Oh yeah! Like all the parts that they jump in and out of. And oh, absolutely! Well, that's like proggy southern jam band. Yeah. Well, the tempo changes are. Yeah. Well, it's it's really impressive the tempo changes, especially with two drummers. Oh no, shit! Yeah. <laughs> but, they probably uh, did have like a lead guy, and then the other guy was like more of an auxiliary, like yeah. playing off of them. That would have to be the way it would work, I would think. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. You never start at the same thing. time. Uh-huh. Yeah. Unless you're staring at each other in the eyes, you know. That might have been the way they did it, too, too, like, looking at each other. But I'm guessing in a jam band situation, you know, it's a lot of, like, free form, a lot of improvising, so. Oh, yeah. uh, They're probably just super comfortable with playing together, you know. They do jam a lot on this album. The whole album yeah. is one big fucking jam, man. Yeah. It really is. I um, when I was going to college in Mississippi, there was one of my couple of my friends were in this band called the Electric Mud. Yeah, and uh, they were very, very, very heavily influenced by the Almond Brothers. And they Dude, this... Put off a very similar vibe. It was awesome. Yeah. yeah. This would be awesome to just go and watch and sit. Yeah. Just like the the mastery of the instruments. You know? Yeah. And this is 1970. 71. Yeah, that's crazy. Like that's when like uh, I mean I Mahavishnu was doing stuff still. The yeah. Mahavishnu Orchestra. They were. They were playing like super proggy, yeah, jammy stuff. Um, Pink well, Crimson, of course. And yeah, this is when like things got real prog. Yeah, this is where I mean, metal was just forming around this time. Yep. Yeah, like Zeppelin and Sabbath. Yeah. Pink Floyd started getting. They started honing in their style. Yeah, a little bit more. Or I think in the dark 70s. side was seventy-one too. I think. I don't know. I don't, I don't remember know either. It was all around say, that same area. Yeah. 
Uh, I think Hendrix was already gone. Uh, I think. Seventy-three, dark side. Oh, okay. Metal was seventy-one. Metal, that's a great album. Uh, yeah. That's a, that's really when they started. Let's say they started getting into the the Floyd that because Piper at the Gates of Dawn was sixty-seven. Yeah. Umaguma sixty-nine. Yeah, that's yeah. Yeah, the uh, metal was really when they kind of became who they were. Yeah. David Gilmore kind of took a major step in. Aruma Guma's got some... I think that's David Gilmore too, but I think they were still trying to kind of stick to their old style, you know? Yeah. It was like sort of bridging the gap between new and old Pink Floyd. Yeah. Yeah, Astronomy Domini was... uh, that's it, Barrett. Ca- yeah. Careful with the, that axe, Eugene. Yeah. Set the controls for the heart of the sun. Yeah. That was leaning more towards the newer stuff. Yeah. Saucerful secrets, and then they had Sisyphus Part One, Two, Three, and Four. And then uh, metal. Bass player's killing it right now. Yeah. You know, it was something that was also really cool about the Allman Brothers is, like, at the time, it was like 1971, they were like a mixed race band. Like they had black and white members. And oh, they wow. They just fucking killed it. Like, uh, I think one of the second drummers is a black guy. I think yeah. the bass player might be also. I say because uh, Maha Vishnu was also. Yeah, they have Billy Cobham. Yeah. Like that that in itself was progressive at the time, you know? Maha Vishnu Orchestra. Then again, like when you have someone on the drums like Billy Cobham, mm-hmm. a, he could be purple. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. He could be, you know, he could be glowing green. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just let him go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just love how this is a live album. It's so awesome, man. Yeah, because you listen to it, and after a while, you you almost kind of forget you're listening to something live that was recorded live. Because their albums kind of sound like this too. You know, they have their albums have like a live feel. Because I'm sure they I did bet, a lot of stuff live in studio. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I bet I bet they did a lot of stuff live, but they didn't. I I doubt that they track stuff down. Yeah. And is it jam bands don't seem like they would do that. Like you you lose the jam part. Oh yeah. You yeah, know? you capture the performance, yeah. and uh, you're like, well, if anybody wants to do any overdubs, no, we're all good. All right, moving on. Moving on. Yeah. I love the B3 Hammond organ. Yeah. I love the uh, the distortion. 
that he has on, on the, the guitar. On the guitar, yeah, yeah. because like it's like I, I don't know how to describe it. Like it's subtle. Yeah, it's uh, it's probably if I had to guess, um, like an old Marshall, uh, like the old Marshalls back in that time. It's kind of like what it's just Pete Townsend and stuff were using. Yeah, they're just kind of overdriven. Yeah, they they were they were super super clean, and in order to overdrive them, you had to crank them way the fuck up. Oh yeah, and uh, uh, and they'd kind of react like uh, like the way my second channel on the Mesa reacts. Like if yeah. I play soft, it stays clean. I wonder what what Ampy was using. That's a good question for Google. Yeah. Um, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if they're using PV. Whitley, excuse me while I slap you in the face with a bunch of Whitleys. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see, Dwayne Almond's guitar and gear. There we go. Fifty-seven less Paul. There you go. Played a few different strats and SG. Some acoustics. Yeah, 50. Oh. Uh, two 50 watt Marshall bass heads connected with three Y cables, which enabled him to use both the high inputs of the channel on both his. Okay, so yeah. So it's something they used to do on old Marshalls because old Marshalls used to have four inputs. Like boxes still do that. Yeah. And there's a way you could jump the inputs. Oh, wow. Uh, and it gives you more gain. Like that's the way like a lot of guys, you just use like a little tiny instrument cable and you hook like one into another and it gives you like an extra stage of gain. Oh, wow. Uh, he was also seen with Marshall lead, uh, 50 watt. So 50 watts. Yeah. A third of the power of my triple wreck. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, uh, yeah, old Marshalls, 50 waters. Uh, let me see. That's awesome. Dickie Betts, he's using a Marshall head too. Yeah, they're both using Marshall. That was big back then. Pete Townsend kind of, uh, you know, kind of put Marshall on the. Pete Townsend and Jimi Hendrix, and Eric Clapton, a lot of times, because uh, it's a British amp, you know. Yeah. And nobody was really making that circuit. Uh, some of the early PV amps had that circuit, like PV cloned it and then put it in a lot of their amps. Like their early amps, Man. so a lot of Americans would use the the PVs instead because the Marshalls cost so much to get over here. Yeah. Okay. I while we have a break, I need, and I was talking about Austin and Philip. I need to bring this up because I forgot to earlier. Oh yeah. He called us out about going over the awesome albums. Yeah. Reviewing the awesome albums. He's like, "When are you gonna do my suggestion?" Oh, oh yeah. Hold on. The uh, Miley Cyrus one. So. <laughs> I kind of feel like we need to either choose his, yeah, 
Or we need to choose one of David's. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, we could <laughs> we could probably make an episode out both of those. Yeah, <laughs> I think I, I think we should. I think the we should review. too. Well, like the next episode, we gotta. You know, because we're doing albums fives. that we like, you and you and I like, yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I think that would be. It'd be a challenge. It would be a challenge to It'd be a find challenge something to, positive to say. <laughs> to make it, well, it's a challenge to make it through the album number totally. one. Totally. Well, you know what sucks? I listen to these albums at work. Like, I stream them on our Bluetooth speaker. Yeah. So I would have to do that for a couple of weeks. <laughs> <laughs> We're totally doing it. We're totally yeah. doing it. I can't do the uh, the one that David requested because that's uh, there's some vulgarity. There's yeah, a lot of well, vulgarity. well have, we have time to... To study up on these. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. The Miley Cyrus set would be, that would be kind of funny. Um, Man. So Black Mirror, speaking of Miley Cyrus, mm-hmm. she was on a Black Mirror um, episode. Yeah. She was a pop star and they put her personality into like a robot or like a, a, uh-huh. a sim bot or whatever. And uh, at the end of it, she sings this song. Um like her next hit song is uh, a total ripoff of Nine Inch Nails had like a whole, oh really, complete ripoff. <laughs> they started playing that at the gym, and I threw a fucking fit. Yeah, I was like, no, we're not listening to this. What you don't like, Miley Cyrus? I was like, no, I don't like it when Miley Cyrus rips off Nine Inch Nails. I was like, what are you talking about? I was like, I kind of want to quit the gym now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, like what. Like fingernails? No, no, yeah, you're Jesus. missing the oh, fucking yeah, all right. Jesus H Christ. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not as now. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, anyway, I was like, "This is total ripoff." Everybody looks at me like, "What?" Oh man. Yeah. I was like, "Okay, next week I'm playing nothing but my music." Yeah. Everybody just like looked at me like, "We don't think that's a good idea." <laughs> like, it's probably not. There's kids around. Yeah. Yeah, that's one thing I uh I like fucking forget about all the time is cuss words and how just they just kind of roll off my back. Like I say them all the time. Yeah. All the music I listen or the majority of the music I listen to has cuss words in it, a lot of it. Yeah. yeah. And I just kind of gloss over them because they don't really affect me. Yeah. But then when I play an album like at the store uh, I'm like, oh, oh yeah. There's a part in this song where yeah. he says "fuck" really loud. It, yeah. Um, so I usually just try to like cough over it. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> <Suck all> my. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let me smell your dick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah. Hold up. Yeah. But you want to smell my dick? Hold up. <laughs> uh, what a see. fucked up song. Yeah, that is a fucked up song. <laughs> You want to uh, smell my dick? I mean, whatever. I mean, that's you're fucking busted. If I mean, it's like, yeah, if you want to smell it, it's like, yeah, I want to smell it. You're like, oh, fuck. All right. Uh, well, let me just start by saying uh, <laughs> I didn't lie to you. Um, let, let me start by saying I shit myself. <laughs> you don't want to smell it. You didn't shit yeah. yourself. No, 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 no. I am shitting myself. Yeah, right now, Duncan, it's spreading. You don't want to smell my dick. Yeah. That's the only way out of that situation. If you've been cheating, that's the only actually. way out of your situation. Yeah. I'm going to shit myself so I get out of this. Yeah. I need to go to the bathroom to clean myself up and 
damn, yeah. I have to take a shower. Or I've been at the gym for two hours. Smells like a fucking, you know, sock full of sweaty balls. <laughs> That's <in> right. <laughs> <laughs> sweaty balls. Yeah, sweaty. You gotta eat my sh- sweaty balls. All right, uh, let's, let's listen to some more Almond Brothers. Uh, let's do Stormy Monday. All right. I like how this uh, little playlist didn't have any ads in it. Not to edit anything. T Bone Walker song. You could definitely tell there's Southern Rock too when you hear Greg Allman talk. Oh, yeah. There's old T Bone Walker song. Yeah. <laughs> Bluesy as shit. Yeah. I think Stevie Ray Vaughan did a version of this song, too. Stormy Monday. Yeah. It was probably a lot more wanky. It sounds like something that (laughs) he would do. Yeah. (laughs) That dude dude could play, too, though. Um, I mean, yeah, he kind of changed blues. Oh, yeah. Um, And guitar tone, man. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, his tone is kind of the signature blues tone, like the, the clean amp mixed with the dirty amp. Yeah. God, you don't even want to talk over this. I know. You just want to listen well, to it. Well, the tones are so great. Oh, yeah. That's Tom Dowd for you. I think. I think they just pulled this. I think they had a remote truck or something that they were recording it with, if I'm not mistaken. No shit. Yeah. Because that was a big thing back in the 70s was having like a studio in the back of like a semi. You just pull the semi up. Run a bunch of cables out of it. Mm Mm-hmm. He's just sitting in the back of a semi. I can't even see him. He's just fucking listening. Yeah, headphones on. Yeah. (laughs) God, that's awesome. Yeah. That's a fucking audio engineer. Uh, The band was paid 1250 bucks each show over two nights it's not that much for a band's got eight people in it yeah no shit um let's see uh looks like Johnny Winter opened up for him I think yeah that, that must have been a badass show oh I bet man Tom Dowd did their second album too uh, let's see, it was a yeah. Uh, he did it in a in a truck. It was a good truck with a 16 track machine and a great tough as nails staff who took care of business. Uh, 16 track. Yeah. He did this with 16 tracks. Yeah. On tape. There's a cool story about Tom Dowd. Um, That's impressive. It's in that documentary actually where. Like, all the Beatles albums were recorded on four tracks. Oh, uh, shit. Yeah. Uh, well, up until, I think, the White Album, I think, they started using eight. But uh, Tom Dowd had gone over to England with Aretha Franklin because they were going to try to make her expose her to the English. You know? Right. Uh, 
and so they he took her over there. They were going to play some shows, and then they toured the Abbey Road Studios because the Beatles were blowing up at the time. I think like Revolver or something had just come out, and so they went into this studio, which was supposed to be the top of the line studio at the time, and they still just had like a four track recorder. Right. And Tom Dowd is the one that, who invented the eight track, by the way. Um, oh. uh, like he just he, he literally just put two four tracks together. And uh, hooked them in through a mixer and made eight tracks. Eight tracks, yeah. Because yeah. um, they weren't producing tape that could do that. They had to make tape for him. Um, but so he goes huh. over to Abbey Road and uh, George Her- or George Martin, the Beatles producer, um, he was still using four tracks. And Tom Dow was like, how are you doing that with four tracks? And George Martin was like, well, you know, the way you're probably doing it with four tracks. And he's like, I use eight tracks. And George Martin was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what? So Tom Dowd just pretty much showed him the whole eight track thing and just, you know, the rest is fucking history at that point. Yeah. Now they're using like 24. Yeah. Now they're not using tape at all, hardly. A lot of tapes coming back, but a lot of the companies that make the tape, like the big spools, yeah. don't manufacture it anymore. Um, so it's getting it's super expensive, and tape's only like 15 minutes long, like a spool of tape. Right. So an album takes up multiple spools of tape. Oh, absolutely. And the 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 recording machines that run the 24 tracks and stuff like that, they have to be they constantly have to be calibrated. Like if they get bumped, it fucks them up. Uh, and there's all these little adjustments you got to do for like each track. Oh, each wow. head and everything, yeah. and it, it's yeah, it's it's a pain in the ass. So that's a big reason why um, you know computing or computing com- computer recording is kind of uh, well was always going to take over eventually. You know, it's yeah, just so it much just, easier. It, it, it's a convenience thing. Man. Yeah, it's less expensive. Like those tape recorders are like a hundred grand. Jesus, those, those twenty-four track recorders. It's insane. Yeah. I mean, that's before you've even bought a mixing console. Uh, How are you doing this with four tracks? Well, same way you are. Yeah. I'm using eight. What? what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Show me. Show me now. What? Yeah. Um, let's see. Yep. They. He gave the staff. Uh, this is Tom Dowd. He gave the staff suggestions and noted that the band had two lead guitarists and two drummers, which was unusual and it took some foresight to properly capture the dynamics. Uh, they had a saxophone, an unknown horn player, and long-standing unofficial band member on the harmonica. So, they would mic the drums and mix it down to one track. There's, right? Yeah. Like how it, how would you fucking tracks, do that? I don't know. They might have just done like minimal mic setup, like overheads and kick or something like that. You could hear it in stereo though, like the drums. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, yeah, one drummer's on one side, one drummer's on the other. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Each night following the shows, the musicians endowed would grab some beers and sandwiches and head over to Manhattan's Atlantic Studios to go over their performances. Wow. Uh, Set lists were uh, set lists for the following shows were crafted by listening to the recordings and going over 
what they could keep and what they would need to capture again. Uh, we wanted to give ourselves plenty of time to do it because we didn't want to go back and overdub anything because then it wouldn't have been a real live album, said right. Greg Allman. Uh, they only edited out the harmonica because they said it didn't fit very well on a couple songs. But there's a I say speaking, yeah, <laughs> yeah harmonica. Well, perfect timing. So uh, they didn't do a good job. <laughs> yeah, uh, they were invited to play the final show of the Fillmore East, along with Edgar Winter, the Beach Boys, and Country Joe McDonald. The Beach Boys initially refused to perform unless they headlined but Graham refused telling them that the Allman Brothers would be closing the show and that they were free to leave if they disagreed <laughs> yeah that's freaking awesome yeah you're playing with Edgar Winters and the Allman Brothers like you guys kind of stick out like a sore thumb mm-hmm The opening of Whipping Post is in 11-4. I missed that, yeah. Uh, the original album version runs five minutes. Fillmore East exceeds 23. <laughs> <laughs> Bets and Almond Trade solos. Uh, yeah, that, that was one of the awesome. One of his solos... Uh, would later become the main theme for the song uh, Les Brères in A Minor on their album Eat a Peach. So something that he was just improvising became like a song on one of their later albums. <clears throat> Man, I really like that lick. Yeah. Let's, let's write a song. That's awesome. Originally released as a double album. It's just so good, man. Mm -hmm. It is just so good. You can't help but like just shut up and listen. Yeah. Well, the blues too. Like the blues just suck you in. Oh yeah. And it's the Almond Brothers. Mm-hmm. All right. How long have we been recording? All right. Hour and twenty. Yeah, man. All right, let's do Whip and Post, and then we'll call it, because that's a... We kind of have to. Yeah, that's a classic song. All 23 minutes? Yeah. The jam version. Uh, The... So this is pretty cool. At the Fillmore East was one of the 50 recordings chosen in 2004 by the Library of Congress to be added to the National Recording Registry. Huh. Rolling Stone had it at number 49 in their list of the 500 greatest albums of all time, describing it as rock's greatest live double LP. Uh, It's included in the book's 1001 albums you must hear before you die. Um, 
Yeah, it's fucking great. <laughs> they have another one uh, that's like an, a, a deluxe four, five, edition six, when they one, went two, and three, played four, it. Five, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, yeah, this must have been one of the later songs they did. You could tell his voice is, you know, a oh, little yeah. more shot. He doesn't. He. Do- Five, six, one, two, three, four, five, one, two, three, four, five, six, one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, that's awesome. That is awesome. <laughs> that's proggy shit it for is. a fucking southern rock band. Uh, let's see. Uh, the the deluxe version of the album has Midnight Rider on it. Um, that's pretty cool. Uh, the Fillmore East Recordings was released in 2014. It's a six CD box set that contains all four complete concerts. Oh wow! The early That's and late cool. shows uh, from what this album was selected from. Uh, yeah, there's a three Blu-ray edition also, which produces the which does the five one. That's cool. They mix it in five one. Most of the time, though, when I've heard 5-1 recordings, especially live ones, uh, the audience is in the back. The band's in the front. Uh, yeah. So you really only hear like the 5-1. Like you're one. in the audience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> like you're sitting front row and the crowd's back here, you know. Fucking Dicky Betts. Yeah, again, like he's what very underrated guitar player. Yeah. That's what you that's what you play that's what you play when you have a slide on your finger. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds cool. Yeah. Little palm mute. Just a 23-minute jam session. Yeah. This this album really made me think of, like, those days that Everett Lines would get together mm-hmm. for um, practice, and one person just starts dicking around, and another person kind of joins in, and the next thing you know, everybody's just jamming. And yeah. 20 minutes later, we're like, uh, you guys want to actually run through some songs? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or like, sure. it, what always happens is like when it's over and everybody finally stops, somebody always is like, "What was that?" Yeah, what the fuck was that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. Is that is that something we could use? <clears throat> Did we record it? No. Does anybody remember what they were doing? No. No. 
<laughs> yeah. All right. It's never the same the second time. Let's play some tunes. Yeah. That's what's so good about these live albums a lot of times is especially something like this where these guys are just jamming, you know, it's like they probably couldn't do this again. I mean they could get it close, but Oh yeah, no, no. It'll never be the same thing twice. Well, and it's a good thing they recorded it too, because they got another song off of one of the leads. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. That box set would be cool to have. Like hearing the yeah. differences in all the songs, like from night to night, even from like because they did like early and late shows, even just like in the oh, same yeah. night, you know. That's crazy. Yeah. So that's six, eight shows. Yeah, in a weekend. And he was recording the song Layla. Wait on. Which I think they might have been in the same studio whenever they would. You know, it said earlier how they would go back to the studio at you the think, end, and you think it was kind of like you just walk down the hall. It was they they went to the studio and they were listening, and then you know they they met each other in the hallway and like, man, we just can't get this slide part down. I was like, oh, let me hear what you got. Yeah, they kind of went down like that. Yeah, or it was you know because Eric Clapton was in Derek and Domino's. It was probably. Either the Almond Brothers figured out that Eric Clapton was in the studio, or yeah. vice versa. Yeah. And, and one of them just went over and was like, "What are y'all doing in here? Can I yeah. watch? Like, can I can I listen for a little bit?" And they're like, "Yeah, we're actually doing an album down the hall. Do you want to just come over and lay some lead down?" And it's like, "Fuck yeah, yeah, yep, yeah." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thought you'd never ask. Yeah. Dwayne Almond. Also had one of the most epic handlebar mustaches of all time. He had oh, like the yeah. classic where it was like down your neck, you know. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, the Hulk Hogan. Yeah, totally. Oh yeah, Hulk Hogan's got one of the most classic ones too. And uh, what's his face? Uh, the guy from Orange County Chopper. Oh Paul, yeah, Paul he, Tuttle, Big he, Paul. His one definitely yeah. did go down the. Uh, down the neck. That was one thing I always loved about jamming like that too, like in that in this sort of setting. Uh-huh. You know, you got somebody that's obviously just doing the lead or whatever, but if you're doing the rhythm, it's crazy how much you'll uh lock into it you know oh like yeah you almost like hypnotize yourself because you're yeah. playing the same thing yeah. over and over again and eventually like you're not even really thinking about it anymore you're just you're just in the groove so deep that you're not even having to think about what you're playing anymore yeah you can actually start listening to uh yeah the other members of the band and what they're doing i think that probably happens a lot with like bass players and drummers like they probably lock into that groove a lot harder than like a guitar player would yeah I mean the drummer you kind of have to yeah if you if you haven't locked in then uh the rest of the band is uh kind of like hey man uh <laughs> so you gotta change yeah that's not or... really a groove that's uh <laughs> We can't all be playing solos. That, that's a famous <laughs> quote from uh, Pete Townsend. Uh, I think it was in his book, or it was—it was the way somebody described the Who in their earlier days. 
uh, or it might have been the way that he described them when he was asked how to describe them. But he pretty much said, yeah, it was four of us all playing lead at the same time. Yeah, you... Like lead uh, drums, lead bass, lead guitar, lead vocals. Yeah, you've mentioned that a couple mm-hmm. times. And when you listen to them, you're like, oh yeah, that's totally what that is. Yeah. I found a good picture. The whole band. <coughs> that like, is awesome. Six of them. Yeah, Dwayne's got the SG going. That might have actually been a Les Paul because they made, for like a couple years, they made Les Pauls yeah. look like SGs. Uh, but I think they said it was an SG in the old, old wiki, Wikipedia. Oh, yeah, by the way, I've been reading all the information from Wikipedia. So Wikipedia has actually gotten pretty good about accuracy, you know. Did you know there's only like eight people that work for Wikipedia? Wow, really? Yeah. Like, anybody could edit it. You know, you, you could go on and just log in and edit whatever you want. But, like, the eight people that work there, it's it might be more than eight now, but, like, when I saw an interview with the guy that's, like, the CEO of it, or the owner of it, or he came up with it, I guess. Um, it's really cool to hear him talk about it, because he's like, you know, we realized that we could do something incredibly important for the entire world by creating this online yeah. Encyclopedia that you could look up anything. Anything. And 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 experts who maybe you weren't able to talk to about a certain topic can chime in and be like, that's actually not quite true. Uh, this is actually the way that actually works, you know? Yeah. And you couldn't do that with Britannica. It was like a team of writers, and they would... Um, once it was written, it was written, you know, and you had to wait to the next volume or not volume um edition you know yeah oh dude look at this i found a picture and like right behind the drummers all the marshall full stacks oh yeah like like they're jamming in a garage fucking that had to have been so fucking loud those old marshall heads are fucking uncomfortably loud like uh they're so the way the circuit's wired, like that 50 watts, it's so loud and clear. Um, that's why a lot of guys would jump it to make it overdrive, because before you could get it to overdrive, uh, it would have to be so loud, it's like a jet engine. You, And that's what Pete Townsend used to do. He used to just crank it up until it started overdriving. I do like how they have the drums, the two drummers pan left and right. That is pretty cool. Like, everything is so, like, subtle. Like, they... The dynamics of it all, it's just... It's amazing how they just... Fade it in, fade it out. Yeah. 
Well, that's 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 hard to do with that many people in the band too. You know, especially two drummers. Jesus, like those guys had to have played together a long time, or just been that good. Yeah. Or just realize that like there's two of you, so you need to. I mean, it's got to be simple parts. Yeah, you pull it back a little. A lot, yeah. actually, because there's because there's two of you. Yeah, you know, like your your fills become a lot more minimalistic. Yeah, because he's doing one too. Right. Yeah. And like the groove, man. Like you're both in the same groove. Got to be. Mm-hmm. about Dwayne Allman too is like it doesn't sound like he's playing with a slide a lot of times like he's that good at playing with one yeah like there's certain parts where you're like oh that's for sure a slide but there's other parts where you're like he might not have one on his hand right there but then you're like well and then he'll do something you're like oh no he's got one Jesus yeah the way he was able to like pick out notes on the guitar with a slide on his hand you know I'm sure he had like a, I don't know for sure, but like I bet he had some sort of technique where uh, really good slide players could play with their fingers and the slide, right. kind of almost shape chords with them and stuff. And uh, That's you know, crazy. he's probably at that level to where he was doing that. I mean, he's like one of the greatest slide players of all time. And into it yeah trying to bring it back around yep such a good riff that's crazy it's an 11-4 That's not something you saw very much at that time, and especially now with like a southern rock band, you know. So yeah, not with not with jam bands like yeah. this.
another thing that happens in jam bands a lot. <clears throat> you think your song's over, and one dude just keeps playing, and you're like, like oh, okay, we're, like, we're, uh, we're still going. <laughs> yeah. Dude, it's been 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was the end of the... Oh, all right, okay, you're still going. Here you go, I found a great picture. It's not a... Uh, a handlebar mustache is just awesome chops. Oh hell yeah, that's uh, that's Greg, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because Greg never had the mustache; he always had the either the chops or the full beard. Dayton Cher. You know that? He is. Or he was, was, yeah. Like uh, I think before Sunny. Before huh? Sunny, I think. Yeah. Maybe after. Sonny and Shira's pretty early, I think. Yeah, they were 70s. I got you, babe. That's, yeah, those 70s. Yeah. So it might have been a weird sort of love triangle thing. Good for him, man. Like, she's mm-hmm. smoking Back hot. in the day. Oh. Whoa. Like, watching that old Sonny and Shira footage. Like, yeah. Jesus Christ. Ethnic enigma. She wasn't scared to show skin. That's what made her so hot. Look. Great stomach, too. Yeah. That six-pack, yeah. Mm-hmm. Look, I ain't scared. S- super dark-complected, too. That's, um, sure ain't scared. Yeah, she ain't scared. When my dad and I went to Las Vegas on my 21st birthday, yeah, Cher uh, was there. Uh, playing a show and I'll just say this her fan base is a very very odd crowd oh I believe it very weird I believe it's a huge mix of people we saw a shitload of denim jackets with her face airbrushed on the back oh my god yeah that's a weird weird group of people and Vegas so it's like it's oh, the yeah. weirdest of her fans, probably. You know. Uh, Unless you go to like the Northwest, I'm sure uh, those people get pretty weird. The lesbian cosplay of Sunny and Cher. Uh, <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> that is hilarious. That is funny. That was an incredibly long outro. That's how jam bands do it. Yeah. That's how I do's it, Larry. Yeah, but are they done? His voice is so buttery. (laughs) (laughs) 
timpani in there. Yep. Tell this is the last song of the set. They're drawing it out. Yeah, as as yeah. It's a fucking classic move. The last note just. <laughs> and the drummer self, you're like, bow. <laughs> But is it over? Symphony's still going. Yeah, that's it. Man. <laughs> awesome. Man. That's such a good album. It is. It sucks you in, too, like a mother. You can't help <laughs> but just listen. Yeah. It's so hard to talk over that. Yeah. It, it really is. Like, it's so hard to talk over good music. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So anyway, this is uh, this has been episode 54. Uh, 55, we're going to have a couple more, couple of guests. We haven't done a... Uh, it's been, yeah, what, three episodes? Three episodes, yeah. I think uh, Doyle, was he the last one? Rush episode? I think that was yeah. the last guest we had. But yeah, they... Uh, we're, we're finally a music podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we're we're taking this ball and running with it. So, yeah, seems to be working good. And if we're gonna call ourselves one, you know, we need to pay a little tribute to the bands that we enjoy and the bands that we yeah. grew up with and stuff. So, it's uh, it's good. And we haven't gotten in trouble yet for playing music. I mean, we are paying tribute to it. We're not claiming that we wrote any of these. Songs. And we're not making any money. Exactly, that's a big thing too. Like Off as soon as it. yeah, if if we were on YouTube with you know. Making a thousand dollars a month, oh okay. yeah, I mean, yeah, okay, yeah, I understand the red yeah, flag. Yeah, we don't, you know, make but sure. we don't, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we're paying free tribute to these albums. And yeah, hopefully, to, uh, well, we, everyone should go buy these albums. Exactly, as a matter yeah, of fact, support the artist for yeah. sure. Yeah, we're advertising. Yeah, exactly. Free marketing. Yeah, the podcast on iTunes. While you're on there buying an album, leave us a rating and a review. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They takes two seconds. Come I on. heard this on the Fable broadcast. Yeah, yeah. There you just, go. Those guys just really blew my mind. Oh, you know what? Write to Greg Allman. Is he still alive? I feel like shit. I don't know. Write to him anyway. Write to him and say, hey, I heard your <laughs> one of your classic albums on the Fable broadcast. And you know, that's, you should really listen to them, Greg. Those guys uh, paid nice tribute to you, yeah. Greg. They love you. I think they, they like your brother's or your deceased brother's handlebar. Yeah, and you know sometimes they do feel like they've been tied to, to the, the whipping post. for sure. Yeah, exactly. We all feel that eleven um, times. Yeah, yeah, eleven in eleven four, which yeah. is something I did not know. I didn't tonight. know that either. Yeah. I never, I never caught that. Me neither. I love those those odd time signatures that you don't really like notice it. Yeah, you know that's like, a oh really good. God. That's a really good riff in eleven. Like yeah. Uh, it's like the money riff in seven. Like you don't realize it's in that. Yeah. Till you until you're like, oh, I'm counting. Oh, 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 oh. that's why it sounds slightly off. Uh, another good one is uh, them bones. 
Mm-hmm. Allison Chains, that's in seven. Oh yeah. We should do an Alice. We should do an Alice Chains episode. I'm not a I was never when I was growing up I wasn't a gigantic fan of theirs, but I've grown to be one. Uh, we should do Jar of Flies. Yeah. That's yeah, a that's a great album. Badass mm. album. So alright, well, I gotta shower and go yeah. to bed. So next episode, obviously, you know, if we're doing 55. these in chronological order, there'll be episode fifty five. Some special guests. It'll be a lot of fun. We gotta reach out and set set it up. Yeah. So all right. Well, I'm Blake. I'm Billy. Love you fuckers. <laughs> <laughs>